Hello, and welcome to Maybe It's Spiritual. This podcast is about people, their stories, their experiences, and the things they can't explain. We live in a world where supernatural occurrences happen to people more often than we talk about. And on this show, we're going to explore these paranormal encounters and become a place where people can share what they've gone through without the fear of being told they're crazy. You are not alone. My name is Rafael Gonzalez, and you are listening to Maybe It's Spiritual. Needy and welcome to Maybe It's Spiritual. Hello, how are you? I'm doing well, and yourself? I'm great. Awesome. Well, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself before you get into the, the good stuff? Okay, well, uh, my name's Eric, obviously. I'm 26. Uh, I am a firefighter paramedic. I've been doing that for about eight years. Well, I'm sorry, I've been an EMS for eight years. I've been doing the fire stuff for about five, so. Cool. You know, we've just been, uh, you know, kind of busy with the COVID stuff going on, but oh, I it's bet. a chill job otherwise. <laughs> sound like a chill job that's well right. it's chill i like it awesome well i'm glad so i hear you have some stories to tell yeah yeah so uh my neighbor megan had uh told me that you guys had this podcast going on and uh i was telling her about some stuff that had happened to me when i was a kid and some other stuff that had happened to me when i was a little bit older and she said oh well you should be on my friend's podcast i'll tell him all about you so here i am i'm glad you're here <laughs> i'm ready to ready to all Hear right. what you got. Cool. All right. Well, where do you want to start? Um, uh, start. I don't know. We can just we can do chronologically if you want, or if you think of anything, just. Okay. Well, uh, I can start with the hard drive incident. Okay. Um. So, my uncle used to work for Verizon. You remember those old commercials where the guy would drive around? And he said, can you hear me now? Good. Oh, yeah. Can you hear me now? So that's what he did, but I heard it's a little more complicated than that. Oh, okay. So, But he'd drive around in the big truck. He had all these antennas and stuff, and he'd go around testing all the cell sites. So he was like real into the IT stuff. And I guess they had given him a hard drive that was either uh, formatted or it was locked up or something, and he needed to get some information off of it. So they gave him this hard drive. And uh, I don't know anything about the guy who owned the hard drive before, but when he brought it home, just like some weird stuff would start happening. So, um, you know, I'd be at home by myself. He'd be at work and he'd have the hard drive in the basement. And we, my room was situated directly above his. Okay. So whenever he would be home or whatever, I can hear him going into his room and like, you know, messing around with some stuff. Right. And uh, there were some times where he was not home and I heard some stuff going on down there, like the door closing and, and like stuff being rustled around. Um, there was a few times where I had gone down there while he was gone and uh, I'd like shut off the lights, make sure everything's good. And I'd come back upstairs and my mom would yell at me, why'd you leave the lights on? Why'd you leave the light? Well, I know for a fact that I shut it off, you know? So um, they didn't believe me until it happened to my mom. And I guess she was down there when the door actually closed and there was nobody else down there. Ooh. Yeah. 
So then she finally believed when I was telling her, like, you know, some weird stuff is going on, you know. So anyways, but and the the other weird thing is, too, is as soon as he got rid of the hard drive, because once they found out that there was some stuff going on, they got rid of it like a hot potato. They just got rid of it, you know, and as soon as they hard drive left the house, all everything stopped. So, yeah, it was a very, very weird situation. You know. so weird. Did yeah. you guys ever find out what was on it? Did anyone ever No, I don't it? think he ever actually cracked it. He gave it right back to the IT department, and they never talked about it again. Really? So, yeah, so there was they, no, like, were they like, why was this back here? What did you do? No closure. Nothing. No closure on it whatsoever, no. So, and how yeah. old were you when this happened? Oh, I had to have been about six or seven years old. So I was a young kid. I was in, I think, grade school. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't... I remember it happening. I just don't remember exactly what their reactions to it were, other okay. than they finally believed me and they were like, "Yeah, let's get this out of here right now." <laughs> so how how did they ever come to the conclusion that it was the hard drive? Well, um, so they are Jehovah's Witnesses, okay, right, and they don't believe in like spirits and ghosts and stuff like that. They believe in kind of like angels and demons kind of thing, right, and. Uh, from what I heard, the guy that had the hard drive before him was kind of a uh, kind of a weird character where he may have had some stuff on there that were, uh, you know, kind of dealing with, you know, anti-religion type of stuff. And, oh, okay. Yeah, and I think that's where they kind of got that idea from. Like occult stuff? Yeah, kind of. So, wow. But like I said, I don't know, I don't remember exactly, but, you know, that's that's kind of the vibe that I was getting from it, you know. Wow. I've definitely, yeah. I've definitely heard that the spiritual side of things can affect technology. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Actually, it was kind of funny. We were watching the Poltergeist before I came over here, and uh, you know they had all the like the original one. No, it was the 2015 one, which was actually still not bad. But you know they yeah. had all the electrical problems, and the TV was going crazy. And all oh, that. sure. Yeah. So. <laughs> Have you ever seen the original one? I did a long time ago. I don't really remember too much of it though. We actually just watched that. My did daughter. You? Yeah, my daughter and I. Okay. And. There's a lot of weird stuff around that movie. Have you heard about all the like the the Hollywood like the like the curse of the poltergeist movies? Mm-mm. No. Like four people from those movies like just died mysteriously. Really? Yeah. I'll have to Google that. Yeah, though. you should. I've it's real weird. It. It's real creepy. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So it, it happens. Was it based on like a true story or something? No. No. It was it was like a Steven Spielberg movie. Really? <laughs> yeah. It was like a little bit scarier than Ghostbusters. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, there was like all this stuff, like the little girl, the white hair, she died. Okay. Like after the third movie, she died. Um the sister in the first movie. She was, like, murdered by her boyfriend. Really? Like, between the first and the second movie, and that's why she couldn't be in the second movie, because she was murdered. Wow. And then, like, two people from the second movie died. And so there was, like, all this, like, buzz of that. There was, like, a curse going on around the world. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll so. have to look into that. Yeah, you should. It's real, real weird. Real <laughs> weird. Sure. Anyway, so that's, that's that. Well, okay. what was the next thing that happened to you? Well, I think we could fast forward a little bit. We were in high school, and... Um, it's going to sound cliche, but it was Halloween night, right? Right around three o'clock in the morning, my buddies and I were out. And Perfect we were, time. Yeah, we were trying to scare my other friend who didn't believe in anything, right? Yeah. He, uh, ghosts are, are nonsense. You know, I don't believe in any of that stuff. So the way that his house was situated was next to a park. And okay. this park had a long dam that kind of wrapped around the uh, 
Let's see, I think it was the west side of the lake. Okay. So we decided that we were going to kind of screw with him and tell him some stupid story about, like, you know, some girl that was, like, you know, died in the lake or something like that. And she was right. throwing rocks and stuff. And she could be found at, like, a certain time or whatnot. But the actually the creepy part is, is we were out there at about 3 o'clock in the morning. And I guarantee we were the only people out there. But we were in the park, and we heard some splashing coming from the dam. And... So my friend who we were trying to scare, he was out. He was done. Right. He did not want any part of it. Right. And uh, my buddy Nick and I, we were, we decided, okay, well, this is a little kind of weird. You know, let's go right. see if maybe there's like some fish or something jumping around. So we started walking down the dam and we actually saw like a female out there tossing rocks in the lake. Right. And my buddy and I, we looked at each other. We're like, there's no way that this is happening right now. And then we looked back and she started walking. Right. So as soon as she got around the bend in the dam, gone because we tried to follow her. So I don't know how to explain that at all. I don't know. Yeah. It was three o'clock in the morning. It was getting foggy. It was getting kind of cold. Our other buddy completely checked out. He said, screw this. I am not going down that dam right now. We started hearing some stuff. We went to go check it out. And that's what happened. Yeah, so I don't know if there was, like, something maybe listening to us and maybe just trying to scare us or freak us out or anything. I know it sounds super cliche, but it actually happened. <laughs> Jeez. So did you, yeah. What did you guys, did you say, like, I remember in our, our phone interview, you'd said that there was maybe some urban legend about that, or was that? You know, I think it, there was always, like, some, some rumors going on, because apparently the lake was man-made, and okay. the lake was deep in one part where it was possible that it was, like, maybe, like, a couple buildings down there that had gotten flooded out oh. in the lake. Now, I don't know what kind of urban legends people may have made up or right. or whatnot. There's nothing officially like out there okay. about the history of that particular lake because we've looked. You know, so we were just kind of we were we were trying to freak out my friend is what happened. And it worked. He it, freaked out, he went home, and then we got freaked out a little bit later once we started hearing some stuff that kind of tied into what we were trying to freak him out with. Wow. You know, so and I don't believe that, you know, what we told him has any lick of truth to it or anything, right. you know, because we were just trying to scare him. I think if it was something supernatural or something spiritual, I think maybe it was maybe listening to us and decided that it wanted to kind of mess with our heads. Screw with you guys. Wow. And kind of, uh, you know, kind of play along, if you will. You yeah. Know? No. So. Jeez. Wow. That's so crazy. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. And where was this? Where did this all take place? So this is in Candlewick. Candlewick. Yeah. Nice. So, and uh, the park that I'm talking about, when you go into when you go into the main gate, you go straight to the back and turn left, and the park's like right there. Yeah. And there's the dam. It goes all the way around to the back sure, side I've, of the I've lake. Sure, I've seen it before. Yeah. So, you know, it was three o'clock in the morning. We're out there. It's foggy. It's cold. And then we start hearing some stuff. That's so crazy. <laughs> I know. I know. My friend and I, we couldn't believe it. That's why we never really. Yeah, you know, made a big deal out of it because we thought we were just freaking ourselves out. But, yeah. you know, a couple years later, I said, hey, Nick, do you remember that? And he's like, yeah, I do. Like, <laughs> what do you, yeah, what do you do when, like, when that happens to you and you've shared this, you have, obviously, like, he saw it as well. Yeah. So that's a did. shared experience. That's kind of yes. rare. Yes. Most so, of my experiences are a shared experience, except for the hospital incident. But I did hear, you know, a couple other stories about the hospital. Huh. So, but yeah, it was a shared experience. Um, yeah, those are rare, especially like if two people see it, like that's... Yeah. That's kind of yeah. rare. 
Yeah, absolutely. Usually this stuff happens when you're like by yourself or right, right. doing something. Well, I wish my friend lived around here. I could have brought him with because we pretty much all of my stories involve him too. Oh, that's <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Wow. So, okay. Um, anything else happen to you guys when you're out in Candlewick? Well, there was a graveyard um, actually on the side of the road. Um, I think it's Dawson Creek Road. Um, so there's a front gate and a back gate to Candlewick, and then there's a side gate. Okay. And uh, we'd always go out ghost hunting and stuff. You know, we'd go out expecting to find some sure. stuff. Um, but along this side road was the side gate. And a little bit further down the road, there was a graveyard. Now, these headstones. Um, they were so old that you couldn't really read them. Okay. In order to figure out dates on them, you'd have to take a piece of paper and do the pencil trick to oh, try sure. and figure sure, out. Sure, sure, sure. So um, we had gone out there one night, and the whole road is overgrown in the summertime. And uh, we decided we were going to go out and see if we could find anything. Well, we went out there, and we didn't. We started hearing like some talking coming from the graveyard, but okay. we just figured, you know, because the the neighborhood itself is maybe two hundred yards off of that graveyard passed yeah right so we figured okay maybe somebody's out there having a barbecue or something like that you know so we went up in there and in front of there's these arrangement of like three headstones in a row and a couple other ones are broken down a couple other ones are just like off of you know away from those ones but in front of these three we saw an arrangement of bones and the weird part is that they were kind of arranged in like a circle there, there wasn't, like, any sort of, like, uh, particular pattern to them. It was just bones in a circle, right? And I couldn't tell necessarily if they were just animal bones or if maybe they had been dug up or something like that. We didn't see any graves get dug up. Right. But uh, we saw that, and we were just kind of like, okay, what the heck is this? <laughs> you know, because it's kind of off on a side road, right. real overgrown. You know, maybe it could have been some other kids out there just trying to, you know, stir some stuff. But yeah, we did see that. So, but... Otherwise, I, I, I chalk the, the talking up to maybe somebody was having a barbecue, you know, you kind of down the road. Heard it. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So. But the talking kind of led you to the bones. Talking kind of led us to the bones. We were going to the graveyard anyway because we were going to go check it out. Right, sure. But, yeah, uh, yeah the talking did kind of lead us to the bones. So it was kind of weird. It was real weird. <laughs> and, and and this is all in Candlewick as well, or is it around? So it? this is right outside of Candlewick. Okay, like okay. I said, there's that side road and then the neighborhood. So it's a gated community. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's the front gate, back gate, and then the side gate. Well, this is outside of the gate along the road is where that where that graveyard is. Oh, like, so. like on 76? So you take 76, and then right before you get to where they have the gas station on yeah. the right-hand side, you make that first left by the trailer park, and then you just keep going. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So that was creepy. Anything oh, yeah. ever come of that or no? Not really. We just all kind of hightailed it out of there. We were like, if there's some cult stuff going on, I do not want to be involved. You know, so we, we went ahead and left and didn't really go back. So, but I think since then they have done like renovations to the place. I think they've at least mowed, maybe put up a gate or something like that. But Sure, just not like leaving yeah. some gravestones out in the middle of them. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, so that's two, like, three kind of creepy occultic things so why why do you think this stuff finds you i don't know i don't know and like i was saying before my parents were raised as jehovah's witnesses and they raised me as a jehovah's witness until i was like 14 years old so we never really believed in that kind of stuff as as far as like spirits and stuff go yeah they believe in the existence of like angels and demons and that you know if you mess around with the wrong stuff that demons can you know have an effect on you but not like you know, things that you'd see in horror movies or read right. off the internet, you know? 
So, and I feel like that's kind of why my mom never talked about the whole hard drive incident after that, because that kind of disproves her theory, right? You know, or the yeah. the teaching anyway of, huh. uh, you know, and it's something that was, you know, something that w- that could be proven because she knew it. She was there. Yeah, you know, she saw it. So sure, she yeah. can't really deny it. <laughs> you know, and uh, I don't know if she ever told anybody, but I'm sure that if she would have told somebody at the Kingdom Hall, then they would have been like, "You're crazy." Yeah, you know? they would. They wouldn't like that. <laughs> Either that, or they would have said, "Okay, well, that thing is possessed, and you need to like get rid of it immediately." Possessed hard drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, what do you think about it? Like, what's your belief on it now? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to believe. You know, um, I, like I said, I was raised religious, but over the years and especially kind of in my job, I've kind of led astray to the whole religious side of things. But I do know that there is other things out there. I do know that I feel, uh, you know, that they're, that the spirits and things are, are real. Right. You know, um, so it could possibly be that, like I said, with the incident down by the lake where we saw the girl that we were trying to kind of freak my friend out about, I don't think... I, there, there's no shred of truth to what we had told my friend yeah because we were just trying to freak him out but the fact that that had happened to me and my friend and we both saw it we both knew exactly what what it was yeah I feel like if there was something out there that was trying to screw with us it was hearing us and it kind of you know maybe was playing along with it just to freak us out you know not not necessarily you know malevolently but you know, maybe it was just trying to have a little bit of fun, you know, huh. and I don't, I don't know how to explain it. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, that's okay. I, that's, I just ask because so many times these things happen and like, kind of like through your research or like your own religious views, like people have right. like on the show, people have, I, I've heard all sorts of stuff. Sure. <laughs> so like, I just, I always want to know like what you think's happening to you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's interesting too, because I've had like psych patients and stuff that I've taken that, you know, say that they, they've heard things and, and, you know, uh, seen things and stuff like that. And I, I mean, I know that, you know, some hallucinations and stuff like that, depending on like what their history is, right. You know, could be possible, but I mean, what, who's to say that some of the stuff that they heard or saw didn't lead to that, you know? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I think there's a huge connection with, with the mental illness side. Oh, absolutely. And the, whatever side you know what i mean because it seems like people that have those problems seem to like gravitate towards that and sure you know they're hearing voices they're seeing hallucinations like what if they aren't yeah (laughs) well not only that but you know what if whatever's messing with them is doing it to you know yeah you know try and make them go crazy right or or try and uh i don't know the word for it but you know what i mean oh yeah yeah so <laughs> oh no yeah i've definitely and i've heard that before i i listened to a podcast a different podcast about this nurse who worked in a psych ward like she worked there every day mm-hmm. and she was just like i know that mental illness is real but i know that there's like a darker side to it oh and yeah that she's like because of the stuff they say and the things they hear and like she's like you would just get this feeling like this like heavy gross feeling when you're in there right right well i used to date a psych nurse and she has some pretty crazy stories <laughs> oh man Oh yeah. No, she worked at a rehab center first and then, uh, she was, yeah, she was working at the rehab center and she had some crazy stories about some of the things that some of the guys would say. Oh yeah. You know, so I could, I couldn't repeat them, but you know, that's okay. It's pretty crazy. No, it happens. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Same with yeah. Like, drugs, like anything that like takes your mind out of like the regular like realm of reality sure. opens you up to something Yeah, and it's not always good. Not always good, but sometimes it is good. You know, I've had a couple friends have out-of-body experiences doing, 
you know, other substances, and it, it oh, actually sure. turned out pretty good for him. I had a buddy named Kurt, and uh, he's part Native American, and he went out to uh, visit, I think it was his grandfather on the Indian Reservation, and they went on this thing called, they called the Spirit Quest. Oh, yeah. So they'd go out in the desert for about four days, and they'd fast, and they'd eat a bunch of peyote, <laughs> and they'd, you know, see some spirits and stuff, but oh, yeah. the, the way that they would hallucinate, you know, was kind of like malnourishment plus, you know, the hallucinations that they would get from... You know, they're uh, the peyote. Oh, you yeah. Know, but sometimes people would have, you know, bad trips and would see some weird stuff. And other times people would, like, see their dead relatives and that, you know, it would bring them peace. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Some, whatever they needed <laughs> to see or, or did Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I've heard a, a story of a guy with uh, the DMT. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard DMT can really... I had a friend actually go out to Thailand. He did one of those DMT trips, and he actually had a good experience out there, too. Did he? He had a good one? Yeah. He didn't give any details, but he did have a good one. He did come back a different person. Really? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> so I've, always, I've always been curious. I've never done it, but I've always wondered. Yeah. Well, he was uh, he was real big into like alcohol, and he was doing other like hardcore drugs and stuff. And then once since he came back from that, he's been doing real good, actually. Really? You know, yeah. So it was so it helped definitely, definitely a spiritual experience for him, yeah. Yeah. So no, I know. Do you know? Do you listen to Joe Rogan at all? Do you know I do. I love Joe Rogan. Have you heard about <laughs> his like DMT? Uh, what is what is that thing? It's like that chamber where you're like floating in water. That deprivation. Yes. He yes. was doing DMT in the deprivation yes. chamber. That yeah. actually sounds really fun. <laughs> yeah, he won't even talk about some of the stuff he saw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty know. crazy. Yeah, I don't even know what's happening there. Sorry. That's all right. I get sidetracked with drug talk. That's all right. Um. So, <laughs> so you said. You had other things happen as well, right? Yes. So, let's see. Moving on from there. Um, have you heard of Blood's Point? I'm sure you've heard of Blood's Oh, Point. yeah. Yeah. So, me and my friends were out ghost hunting again, like we did all the time when we were kids. Yeah. And uh, we weren't expecting to see anything. You know, we all we all knew that everything over there was probably bogus. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, we didn't really see too much. Um, I remember we had gone down this road and, kind of, and over this bridge, the bridge where you're supposedly supposed to be able to sit and see something. Oh, things. yeah. You start and all that we stuff. sat there nothing happened right so we decided we got bored and we pulled over on the side of the road and i i don't know exactly where this was because i've tried to find it again but i can't find it i don't know where it's at but we went down the road and we kind of came to a dead end but there was a sharp right hand turn that went down to like some farms that were down the way okay so we kind of pulled up into the dead end i parked my car and it was like me and four friends that went out there and we all saw the same thing So we decided we were going to go walking in the woods because there was like this patch of woods. So we went walking out there and we found like this old crumbled up like foundation. Okay. That's the only way that I know how to describe it because it was like literally just a flat cement slab and then like a wall that was just there out in the middle of the woods. And it was real weird. So we're hanging out over there and we're just like, you know, just chilling. And uh, we saw like some lights off in the distance and we didn't know... Like if the if that was maybe Belvedere we were seeing. Right. So we kind of went towards the lights and we realized that these lights were off in the middle of a cornfield and there there was nothing behind it. You know, because we thought maybe we were because Blood's Point is what, south of Belvedere? We yeah. thought maybe we were facing north and we were just seeing maybe Chrysler or something like oh, that yeah, out yeah, in the distance. Yeah. No, this was west. Now Rockford is like, you know, northwest from there, so yeah. the directions don't exactly line up, but we did see like some lights. You know, like some orbs, if you will. You know, and light orbs. Yeah, none of us took any pictures of it, and we didn't hear anything crazy. But we did see some lights, like kind of out in the distance in this cornfield. 
you know, and there, there's no explanation to it. Cause it wasn't like your regular lights. Like you would see from a town where it's like a yellowish white light or something sure. like that. No, we were seeing blues and greens and reds and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So, and that reminds me, I have another orb experience oh, yeah. for you from when I was actually a little bit younger, but yeah, I mean, we, we saw it and uh, none of us knew what to make of it. And we said, screw this. We're out of here. And we hopped in my car and went home. Wow. <laughs> I would so, love to do just like a show all about Bloods Point because like Bloods everybody's Point, yeah. got a story about that. I've never been there. Really? Yeah. No, I don't really look into that kind of stuff. No. Okay. I try to stay away from the scary areas. Yeah. But um, I think I need to go there. Yeah, I think you do too. I'll go with you. Yeah. Should we all go? Make a group trip? <laughs> Let's do it. After yeah. this, <laughs> come back and record if we make it. All right. Well, um, I got work tomorrow, so not tonight, but you know, maybe this weekend I'm down. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I want to do, I want to go there. I've never been there, but like. Like, um, Aaron, our producer, he lived kind of close to there, like, who's he, because he lived in, um, in Byron, so you were, like, fairly close to Blood's Point, and I've never gone to it, but, like, I know so many people have had, yeah. like, crazy, crazy stuff, and it's all different, too, and some, some of it's, like, the same stuff, you yeah. know, like, the co- you know, like, I feel like, depending on who you are, mm-hmm. you kind of, like, it kind of, like, does different things for you. Sure. So... Okay. Well, yeah, we've explored all over Bloods Point. We uh, we went to that bridge and we went under the bridge and we found like some clothing and stuff down there. And like, I know that's not like particularly weird, but the clothing was wasn't didn't look like it was from this era. You know what I'm saying? Like we found some shoes down there, like real real old leather shoes. Like it could have been like part of an old man's wardrobe or something. Really? You know, but yeah, it was kind of weird, but it wasn't anything that was out of the ordinary. You know, I could just see somebody dumping, you know, some clothes down there or something like that, you know. And then when we were down there, a train came. That kind of freaked us out. But I mean, it was, that's normal, you right. know. So, so is the bridge a train bridge? I think so, yeah. Either that or we were under another bridge that was close to there. Okay. But I'm pretty sure that was the bridge where you're supposed to park your car and stall out and see stuff, you know. Dang. So, but yeah, if you've never been out there, I mean, it's definitely got kind of a different vibe to it. You know, while you're out there, you kind of, you know, get kind of like a, not freaked out feeling, but, you know, it doesn't really seem normal. Yeah, you're like, I shouldn't maybe be here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Dang. So light orbs. Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely want to do a story about blood's point because so many people sure so many people have it all right but all right so let's talk about these light orbs so you said you had another light yes orb story. yes so um when i was in high school my sophomore year um one of my best friends died so i, re- I remember it was like uh it was december it was early december and um you know we went out to the bus stop and mike wasn't there you know so we hopped on the bus and we were going and the bus the route that it took went right past his house well we got up to by his house and there was an ambulance and some cop cars out there well what ended up happening was he had an asthma attack and wasn't able to get to his inhaler in time late at night while he was playing call of duty and he ended up passing that's terrible so the next few months his mother was a complete wreck you know, as any mother would be, you know, and we were trying to be supportive and stuff, but you know, she, she needed her time alone, you know, and there were a few times where she was maybe in his room taking pictures Mm -hmm. and there were actually some light orbs in her pictures. Really? Yes. And I saw them with my own eyes. I, she might have them still, you know, but, uh, she, there were, things in those pictures that you can that you could point out and be like yeah that's one of those light orbs that people talk about oh yeah like in the pictures and yeah stuff. yeah yeah oh absolutely so and you know we my friends and i at, at the time we were very skeptical 
we were, you know, trying to make any excuse for those orbs because she was like, this is Mikey. You know, this is him. His spirit's still here in this room. You know, I don't want to leave the room because, you know, I just lost my son. You know, so we were trying to really kind of rationalize it in our own minds that, no, it's just the way that the flash was off the mirror. But then you'd look at other pictures that she took and the flash was not the same. You know, you would not, those, those orbs were like there, they were real. (laughs) I'm, I'm certain she still got them. I can probably call her and get them, you know, if you want to see them. Yeah. (laughs) Always. So, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that was another orb experience. So experience. Yeah. So when you saw the light orbs out at, um, I'm going to go back to that for a second. When I go, uh, blood's point, Mm -hmm. what, what were they doing? They were just kind of hanging out there. I mean, they weren't moving erratically, but they weren't, like, staying still either. They were kind of moving very slowly. And that's kind of why we were trying to figure out, like, the directions and stuff. Because if it was Belvedere, if we were looking at the street, you know, those lights, if those were cars, they'd be moving a little bit quicker, but they weren't. You know, if if they were cars, then they'd maybe be, you know, yellow and white plus red. But where'd the blue come from? Where's the greens coming from? Oh, sure. You know, so those weren't cars. Huh. You know, and we were facing the opposite door. Well, not the opposite direction, but we weren't facing Rockford or Belvedere. Dang. You know, so, but yeah, I mean, they were moving a little bit, but not like, you know, crazy. You know, huh. and if they would have stood still, even, we would have just chalked it up to a building out there or something. But right. they were moving. Man. Slowly. <laughs> so, um, the friends you were out there with, are they some of the friends that you had been with in other? Yes. Yeah, so, Nick was there, and I've been with Nick on the past, like, the past story where we were trying to freak out my friend. Sure. Um, I don't remember. Well, Corey was there. I know he would remember it. And then I think my friend Jose was there, but I, you know, he kind of dropped off the face of the earth. He got married and doesn't talk to anybody anymore. So classic. <laughs> right. So sorry. Um, um, <laughs> so, well, something I've talked to other people about is like, do you think there's like a common, common denominator with like the people who are with you? Since your one friend was kind of there every time. It's possible because I haven't really experienced that too much, you know, too many other things. Sure. You know, the only other experience that I've had after that was, you know, maybe the hospital. Sure. You know, so, I mean, it's possible that us just being together, trying to freak each other out, maybe we were seeing some things that weren't actually there, you know, maybe not, you know, I mean, but we both saw the same exact thing, so that kind of, you know points to it was real yeah no absolutely those like i said shared experiences especially when it's like that it's always like yeah they're kind of rare they are it's yeah i mean (laughs) but you're also the common denominator so like true true so let's talk about the hospital and then we'll we'll talk about okay why this is all happening sure so um i was in paramedic school i went to rockford memorial and uh rockford memorial is a very old hospital now it's bought by mercy and uh you know, the old hospital on the west side, they call it Rockton Avenue. Right. Um, that hospital is the oldest in Rockford, I believe. I don't know exactly how old it is, but okay. it's over 100 years old. Um, so when I was in paramedic school, we had to do clinicals. And we'd have to go to the emergency room and we'd have to shadow a nurse for a certain amount of time and, you know, start a certain amount of IVs and, you know, do patient assessments and reports and stuff like that. Like we were basically a nurse. It was all part of our training. Well, um, I'm not... I don't want to call myself a slacker, but I did kind of wait until the last minute. I'd actually do 24 hours in the ER. So I'd go for 12 hours during the day. And then, you know, at nighttime, I'd catch a nap in a room if they let me. 
Um, and there was one night where I was in there and I was in T2, which is the trauma room. Okay. So whenever they bring in like a level one trauma or something crazy, that's exactly where we wheel them in straight from the ambulance, straight into that. It's like the first door there, the big room. They got all the supplies everywhere. Sure. That's like the room where stuff happens. And that's right? where you're going to sleep. That's where I was. It was uh, like two o'clock in the morning. Again, <laughs> and uh, the the weird part about this one though is that Rockton Avenue is almost always busy. Right, they always have people there. There's you know people there all hours of the night, and I was in the room and the ER was completely dead. All the nurses were sitting there on their phones. Everybody's just hanging out, and I wasn't exactly tired, but I wasn't you know I was trying to kill some time, so sure. I was on the computer looking at memes. And, uh, I am in this room and I start hearing some talking, like not just regular talking, but it sounded like there was an event going on in the room. You know, I didn't hear any of the equipment or anything like that. It was actual talking. Now, the way that the ER is situated, that room on the other side of the wall is the, uh, triage area. Okay. So I'm like, okay, so there's some stuff going on. I should probably get up and go do an assessment, see if they need any help with IVs or anything. I went around there and the nurses are just sitting there on their phones. Nobody's up there. And I said, oh, well, did you guys have anybody up there? They're like, no. Okay. So then I went back to the room and I, I heard it again. So I went up to the nurse that was my preceptor at the time. And I said, Hey, like there's, I'm hearing some stuff in that room. And she's like, Oh yeah. Like people hear stuff coming out of that room all the time. I'm like, really? (laughs) Because, uh, you know, that's kind of weird. And, uh, you know, the only thing that I could chalk that up to, I mean, you know, it's the oldest hospital in Rockford. That's where all the action happens. You know, I can imagine how many people have died in that room, you know, um, you know, just it, it sounded like there was an event going on, like loud talking. And I mean, it didn't sound it wasn't like I was in the room with them. It sounded like it was a distance away, which is why I went to go look around and see if there was some other things going on. I mean, they had a couple patients out in the back, you know, but they're, you know, abdominal pain or, you know, they hurt their leg or something like sure, that. Yeah. Nothing that there needs to be a full medical team in there working on somebody in order to save their life. That's you know, and, and that's that. Yeah, that was that kind of freaked me out. You know, and I've tried to research and see if other paranormal stuff has happened at that hospital. And I've come across a few things, but I mean, it's nothing that that I've experienced myself while I was there. Right. You know, and I've spent a number of hours in that emergency room. And that was the one and only time that I ever heard anything that actually freaked me out like that. Damn. You know, so, and I mean, there were other people there that were like, yeah, I've heard some things coming from that room too. And there was nobody in there. You know, so yeah. Anyways, <laughs> that's so scary. <laughs> that is, yeah. especially because like hospitals are kind of scary. Yeah, absolutely. Is, you know, absolutely. That actually, that same ex girlfriend that I was telling you about that worked uh, in the psych field, she had to do her clinicals up on the psych floor at Rockton. They oh, have okay. this one floor, this one area in the back of that that floor that was dedicated to psych, and just walking up there and going to that unit up there she said was the most unsettling thing you know because for some reason the the hallway was always dim and you just get like this really eerie feeling on your way to that unit and when they opened the other campus up over off of riverside yeah um, yeah they completely shut down some of those floors there except for that one so you'd go up there the whole floor was empty except for the psych unit so you'd have to walk through an empty hospital 
to get to the psych unit. And the empty hospital, I mean, they shut all the lights off to save on electricity. Oh, There's yeah. no beds in the room. There's nothing. And she was telling me that she would, like, hear things coming from the rooms and stuff. You know, she was walking by, like, voices and people talking and stuff like that. You know, and it's really creepy. I didn't believe her at first. Sure. And then I remembered, I was like, okay, well, you know what? I did have that experience down in the emergency room. Like, I could totally see it now. You know? That's so so scary. Yeah, that hot. There's something, there's some paranormal stuff going on at that hospital for sure. Man, Man, I would love to. I'm sure that they probably don't publish it. You know, because they don't want, you know, probably not. But I did. I did do some research on it one time. And I think I looked up like hauntings or something like that with the hospital. And I guess like way back when the hospital was first about to be open, like there was this little kid that got hit by a train or something. And they took the kid in there and they worked on him. And I guess he died. But I guess there were some other experiences that people had that was like child related. Okay. To that, and that's what they chalked it up to is maybe it was that kid, you know, the one of the first like deaths over there. Jeez. You know, so, but I don't know. I, I'd have to read up on it again to really give you the full story. Yeah, but, sure. You know, that's, it's creepy. It's creepy. No, it's for so real. creepy. Especially, yeah, yeah especially because hospitals kind of give you that vibe anyway. Yeah. And then, like, mm-hmm. I've definitely been in hospitals at night mm-hmm. and you're just kind of walking down like a empty hallway and you're just kind of like, yeah. Something's happening in here. I know, I know something's happening. Right. Here. Especially the empty ones. Oh, man. When there's nothing going on. Yeah, that's that's the weird stuff. Gosh. So, did anything else like that kind of happen to you while you were there? No, not really. That was my only experience. But every other time that I was there, we were always busy. We were always doing stuff. So, oh, I sure. I could have missed something. Oh, yeah. You know, but yeah, I mean, that was my only real experience there where I was actually kind of freaked out, you know. So I didn't sit in that room anymore after that. I'd always just hang out with my nurse and just. Oh yeah, (laughs) yeah. And of course, you ask her, and she just nonchalantly brings it up, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She told me that some other people have uh, had some complaints back there. So she said that's why nobody really hangs out in the trauma room because I mean it's a big open room, and I mean the desk is nice. I mean you can totally lay your head on it and be Mm -hmm. comfortable, you know. Gosh. (laughs) So. yeah. Yeah. Good to know. Oh yeah. Good to know. So okay, so you're paramedic yes anything happen to you on the in the field you know um usually when we go on calls especially the bad ones there's so much going on that if there was something going on that was different that nobody would notice okay because we're there we got a job to do you know um i have gone into some places where there's doa and doa means dead on arrival sure and uh, the patient's been dead for a while. Family member finds them. They call 911, and it gets reported to us as a full arrest. So we go in there, and we're carrying all of our gear. We're in our full getup. We got everything. And we get there, like, yeah, they're dead. You know, um, I've never experienced anything in particular that, like, was was something that, you know, you can, you can observe with your senses, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have felt very unsettled in oh, some yeah. of these rooms. Sure. Um, especially with the patients where, you know, and, and there's been a few incidents where it was kind of a bad scene and nobody else wanted to be in the room. But of course I'm the one with the monitor. I got to go and hook them up and make sure that like, there's nothing that can be done. Right. So I'm the only person in the room with this person who is just deceased, you know, and it's, I've had some experiences where I go in there and I just don't want to be there. Like, I do not want to be in the same room with this person right now, you know, just because I don't know what happened to him or anything, but like maybe the facial expressions or, you know, the positioning, that kind of stuff just really kind of gives you that kind of eerie feeling too. And I've had several experiences where I'd come across a person and I would expect them to like, look at me or like, 
you know, start moving or say something, you know, because it just seemed so pristine at the time. Oh, yeah. You know, and it, it's just a very weird experience. But, I I've, bet. you know, I've never heard, like, anything or seen anything, you know, out of the ordinary. It's just kind of that feeling that you get when you're in the same room with somebody that, you know, just passed. You oh, know? yeah. No, I just, I had to ask because I didn't. Yeah. No, I, I mean, it's you'd already think. Hard. You'd think, and I'm sure there's other medics out there that have had experiences, but I personally have not. But I'm also only on, I'm going on year nine, too, you know, so I'm not new to the field, but I'm not, like, you know, brand new either. Yeah. So I still have plenty of experiences left. (laughs) So I hope you don't have any more. Yeah, I hope so, too. Yes, I mean, going into a room with a dead person already has got to be hard enough. Yeah, I mean, after a while, and and I hate to say it, but after a while, you get desensitized to it. Oh yeah, you know, especially some of the more gruesome scenes too. I mean, you know, some things happen to people, and the ordinary person would be like, "Oh my god," you know, and then you're just like, "Well, it's really not that bad," you know. But (laughs) 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 I got some other like uh, you know stories I can tell you about like what I've seen, but yeah, I don't think you want it on the air. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe someone's family would want to hear that. Yeah, I don't think so either. So, okay, so you've had all these experiences throughout your life. Where are you at with it now? Well, honestly, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think back to these experiences and I think, you know, it's possible that, you know, I was hallucinating or that I was just, you know, out of my mind or something like that. But I mean, everything was so real. And like you said, I've had multiple experiences where there were other people that saw the exact same thing. Exactly. You know, so I mean, growing up as a Jehovah's Witness, I don't want to say that, you know, it was spirits or ghosts or anything like that. But I mean, moving past like my religious phase there's really nothing else that I can, you know, explain it by because I mean, these things did happen. Other people have experienced them and I don't think it was like a demon or anything because I mean, usually it's a malevolent spirit that, you know, is a demon. Right. Right. And they do some crazy things to you and nothing was really particularly crazy or, you know, violent or anything like that, you know? So I'm not, I don't know what to chalk it up to other than there's something there that's, you know, trying to maybe say something. Yeah. Maybe communicate. Huh. You know. And you seem to be very sensitive to it. Well, I mean, yeah. And the only reason why is because it's not like, you know, it's not when you're, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning, you're going on the internet looking for some creepy stuff. Oh, yeah, and you start exactly. getting a little freaked out like it actually happened, you know, and that's yeah. the part that kind of freaks me out. You know, so, yeah, I could, I'm sensitive to it, but not to the point where, you know, I'm just going to not talk about it, you know. Yeah, no, that's good. And you're aware of it. Yes. And it's kind of, it seems like you might have a little bit of a a sense to you about it. Yeah. Especially like the feelings and the... Yeah. 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 And that's the thing too, is those feelings that you get. Because every time something would happen, you'd kind of just get that feeling. I don't know how to describe the feeling. It's just kind of like a feeling. Oh yeah. No, I know. I know the feeling. (laughs) Yeah. I know the feeling all too well. Yeah. Man. So so that's where you're at. That's where I'm at right now, that's, you know, and I'm sure I'll probably experience some more stuff in the future. Hopefully it's not too crazy, but yeah, you know, I'm sure it'll happen in the future, but I think this time, next time I might be a little more prepared to like, you know, maybe I might investigate it a little more. Maybe not. Maybe I'll be too scared. Who knows? Oh yeah. No, I mean the deeper you go with the investigation, the weirder it can get. Yeah. Especially when stuff starts connecting, when the dots start connecting, that's right. when it really gets like, right. oh. Cause all the other stuff, every time we've experienced something, we're like, nope, we're done. We're out. Yeah. Let's leave. <laughs> No, that's not happening today. <laughs> and that's good. You know, you don't know what's going to happen if you stick around, you know? True. You see that True. stuff and that's maybe that's a sign like time to go. Yeah, exactly. Go. Wow. Well, so 
I guess we'll I'll ask you the question I ask most people. What's your uh, what's your parting gift? What's your final word to the listeners? Well, my final word to the listeners is is uh, you know don't discount anything. You know it's always possible. You know uh, do your own thoughts, think your you know make your own conclusions to it. You know I mean and tell people. You know, not just because you think that somebody doesn't believe you doesn't mean that it actually happens. And if you don't tell anybody, then I mean, you know, what's the point of what's the point of experiencing it? You know? <laughs> oh no, exactly. And you don't seem to be too like messed up from it, so that's good. No, no. I mean, you know, I've seen some things, but you know, it, it's not something that freaks me out to the point where I'm just gonna not go and like you know search for it. Nice. You know, that's good. So you're you're amateur. Amateur hunter. ghost hunter. Uh, yeah. Ghost hunter? Right, all right. right. Maybe when my friend comes down from Texas or comes up from Texas, maybe we'll go ghost hunting again. Yeah. See some other stuff. We'll hit up We'll hit up Blood's Point. Blood's Point, Do a yeah. full-scale investigation. Full-scale, yep. Three in the morning on Halloween. Right. <laughs> Do some more research, see if there's any other spots that are, like, uh, you know, kind of hot for spiritual stuff going on, too. Oh, yeah. The mid... Especially Rockford. There's stuff around here. Really? Oh, yeah. There's hot spots all over the place. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look again because uh, she's been wanting to go too. So, <laughs> oh yeah, no, well, it, it's it's hard to find, but like you start talking to people, there's word of mouth and there's like little hot spots and stuff. I know that there is a a Northern Illinois like ghost society. I think that's what they're called. Is there? Yeah, you kind of have to dig to find it. Okay. Because I started trying to dig to find out. Sure. Tinker Swiss Cottage. You heard of that? I've heard of it, but I've never been out there. I haven't been there either, but I've heard some wild stories. Isn't that about like that a museum? Place. Yeah, it was someone's house. Really? Yeah, okay. it was someone's house, and now they use it as a museum. But there's some freaky stuff that goes on there. Really? Okay. Yeah. Oh no, our some. area is is uh is full of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Because when we were looking up some stuff, we didn't really find too much. But I don't think we were looking that hard. I think we just kind of ran across the first thing that we found and said, "All right, let's do it." Oh yeah. Right. And first thing, of course, when you Google search anything, you know, paranormal up here, of course, it's gonna be Blood's Point because Blood's everybody Point goes out there. Exactly. Yeah. So I think we just kind of went and did that and then just got freaked out and said, you know, I don't think we're doing this anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's like you just word of mouth is, is the best way. But yeah, there are some sites to find. But yeah, they'll give you like the main places. But then sure, you, you'll meet people along the road and they'll tell you some stuff. and You're just like, Ooh. right. Right. Or you'll just be somewhere. and You're like, that's not good. Yeah. Not good at all. Well, I am definitely going to take a look at that and maybe go doing a little investigating. Yeah. No, I'm excited. <laughs> well, it was nice having you, Eric. Yeah, it was nice to be here. Yeah, and uh, hopefully you have some more stories after your ghost hunting adventures. You yeah, come hopefully. back and talk to us. Yeah, we can come back, talk about it some more. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you so much to Eric Sanidi for being on Maybe It's Spiritual. He had a plethora of tales. Uh, if you guys like the show and you want to find us, we're on Instagram. Maybe it's spiritual. And we also have an email. If you want to shoot us an email, say hi, tell a story. It's maybe it's spiritual at gmail.com. And also those of you who are on Apple Podcast, uh, feel free to like, comment, rate, say something. Let us know how we're doing. If you like it, cool. If you don't, I need to know. Uh, yeah, thank you so much, guys.